What's up, what's up, Set Apart Women? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and today we are launching Season 3, Episode 1 of Set Apart Women. New name, honing in on the women. Dudes, you can keep listening if you want to. No shame, okay? No shame in you tuning in, but we are going to hone in on the things that we feel are important to empower women to not just be discipled, but to turn around and disciple other women and live the Great Commission. We believe in you, ladies. This is an hour for you to shine. My cousin Candace Hart is joining me today to talk about combating loneliness. And then we're setting up season three to talk a little bit about what's coming. So it's a little bit different, more conversational than an interview here. And then the following episodes, we'll do more interview style. So we hope you enjoy. We're excited you're here. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow my YouTube channel, Jamie Lynn Walnow. You can watch us in this interview or you can listen to us on the podcast, which is what you're probably doing right now. Subscribe, leave a written review, and follow us on Instagram, Set Apart Women. Happy you're here and can't wait to grab coffee with you via podcast. Candace Hart. And we're so excited that you're here. If you're on yeah. YouTube, what's up? If you are listening on the podcast, what's up, girlfriend? Dudes, I know that I actually have a decent percentage of men who listen to this, but we have called the Set Apart Women. It's an assignment, new season, new assignment from the Lord. Right. And uh, it's cool if you listen in, but we're you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you are welcome to understand women more, but we are diving into what it looks like to be set apart with women. You're going to be hearing from my cousin Candace a lot in the season. Hi, Hello. Um, and I'm I'm really excited. So I always want to set this up real with you. First of all, let's do the whole YouTube thing. Subscribe, like, share, whatever that, if you are watching YouTube, you probably know what all that means. I'm learning. And then also, if you are listening on our podcast, please subscribe, leave a written review. And let's start sharing because sharing is caring. No, but we have an Instagram <laughs> now. Love. We have an Instagram. Oh, and it's a cute Instagram. Y'all. It's called Set Apart Women that goes with the podcast. And so we're really excited to share clips of this there. And we really feel like this is going to become a really beautiful ministry. We're going to have meetings eventually, retreats. It's going to be awesome. And reach out. Like this isn't, she actually reached everything. Not one message goes to waste. If you want prayer, if you want to discuss certain topics, throw it out there. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to, we're going to dive in. Listen, we are going to be real and raw because we ain't got time to waste on this earth. Am I right? Uh, absolutely. It's time to be vulnerable. If you want to yeah. be intimate with God, you have to be completely vulnerable. Totally. So show all your flaws. Yeah. We're, we're going to. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we really are. That's so true. And one thing I want to say is there will be a difference between me interviewing somebody and us having a conversation. And for this first episode, we're going to have a conversation and there's future episodes of me interviewing Candace. But today we're going to have a conversation about what we feel God is saying in this season and what so many of us have gone through or are going through right now because you're not alone, but that's the topic right now. Yeah. Let's be real. We're talking about loneliness and oppression and heaviness it's on everybody and we just have we know so many people including ourselves who are going through a season that feels desolate 
we feel weary, like we're fighting the same battle over and over and over and it's exhausting. Yeah. One of the things I noticed that I'll be raw and real with many of you know, in May, May 18th, Holy Revolution, my first book released. Yeah. And I was so excited. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I'm so grateful to share this with you. I, I think it, one of the best things that somebody said about it is it's a book about spiritual adulting. I was like, that's good. That's true. <laughs> but it's like, I kind of feel like the Taylor Swift of um, church where I'm like, I'm just going to tell you everything that I've gone through so you don't have to go through it. So, but I'll say once the book released, <laughs> I don't even listen to Taylor Swift. I love you, girl. In Jesus name, turn your heart to the Lord. We love you. We believe for you. Um, but once the book hit, it wasn't like butterflies and rainbows. It was like, I'm going to test you in all of these things that are out there in the public. Are you going to continue living what you, because nothing's in there that I don't live. That was important to me. It wasn't an idea. It was something that I've learned and I live, but it was like coming at me from all sides. And I just was lonely in this last season, not depressed, lonely. And I didn't always lean in when I could have, but I'm saying this because many of you are feeling this way. And we just want to encourage you as a set apart woman, what does it mean when I feel lonely? And I feel personally that there are two components to breaking this off and it may not happen instantly or it may happen instantly. And by the end of this, some of you may have this broken off your period by just listening to our story. But I feel like there's two things that can help alleviate yes. the spirit of loneliness. One, Jesus. Yeah. Two, community. I think those two things right there. And that's hard because I know that there's some communities right now you don't have an option. You don't have an option to get out, to meet, to go to church. Um, Speak this, this is a community right here. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it is. your community doesn't have to look like it's always looked like. It doesn't always mean going out to coffee, going to dinner. And that's the thing I had to learn because I'm, I'm a mom and our friendships changed. God told me to pull my kids out for homeschool. And when that happened, we went from having this crazy, busy life to nothing. Like all of our friendships changed and it was a season of with, way more. Yeah. But that season of withdrawal was super painful, um, which praise the Lord, uh, it growing hurts. It's painful. It's growing painful. Yeah. It's not fun, but it's always worth it. So your community doesn't have to look like what it looks like. And sometimes it's pushing through without. Yes. Which is my story. Yes. And your story. So we're going to talk <laughs> to you about what it looks like. Okay. First of all, let me just say, okay, like, let's be real. Okay. Let's just Lance and I moved back. We lived in San Antonio. We moved back to the Dallas area. I attended this church for 10 years before still was tithing when we moved to San Antonio. Then we tied to a church. We found San Antonio. Then we moved back and began tithing at the church that we met at. We love one at blah, blah, blah. Love this church. Have nothing bad to say about it at all. For a year, I'm serving where I feel a call to serve. And I heard Patricia King say, if you don't have a place at a table, serve the table, which are you willing to serve a table when you don't feel like you have a seat at the table? But what I discovered was I didn't even need to be in the room. <laughs> like I was serving a table where that wasn't where yeah. we would be. But this is the thing. God used it for good. There's nothing, it's, yes. there's nothing wrong yes. with the table I was serving. There's nothing wrong with the fact that I came in and served this table. I was hungry for community and I was looking and seeking it while protecting my time with the Lord and still lonely showing up faithfully because some of you are lonely out there. 
and you're staying home and you're not fighting for community and you're lonely and you're not doing anything about it. Nobody's going to come into your house, pull you out and say, get, I mean, some, maybe some of us have friends like that. Those are the friends we need to get. <laughs> those, are the friends. those are the friends. Those are friend yeah. goals. You need to be that friend to other people. And first you have to be that friend before you can find that friendship though. It is. And God typically doesn't work by dropping things in our life. He wants to say, Hey, are you ready for it? Or are you going to work for it? Because I have so much to give you. If you'll take the first steps. Yeah. He's a gentleman. He doesn't force himself on us. Yeah. The Holy, Holy spirit doesn't, but he, he expects us to take that first step forward. And two, I'm like, would you want him to drop them in your lap? Would you want him to yank you out? He, I mean, he's, he's a gentle father and you can either get that, Hey, I have something for you. Upside the head. Yeah, I'd rather have a little handout. Yeah, like, yeah, let me walk forward. Yeah, totally. And and it and for this, like the discovery of this loneliness was like God actually took us to another church, and that's okay. That was a culture shock of America for me. <laughs> like to, I to be somewhere unexpected, uncomfortable, yes. but beautiful, and it feels like an assignment in this season. And there's I can totally bless where we were, but like we're finding still not there yet, ladies where I want to be, but we're getting there because we're showing up. We're getting there because we're showing up. But are you showing up? And do you not feel like God is taking you to a new season? Like how painful was it when you came back and everything was different? It was awkward. It was painful in the sense of like, I wasn't hurt or offended by anybody, but it was like, this isn't working is the phrase I would say. Yes. It wasn't working anymore. What was working in the past wasn't working. And it was the most tangible expression of what did you know what worked in one season isn't going to work in the next honey and it's like you can hear that but like what does that mean <laughs> and I was like oh wait no God had a different community for my husband has a different community for my husband and I to grow in so I can bless and release that and trust God in my not understanding and being uncomfortable to just say what do you want me to do like where do you want me to be and I'm not diving in like I normally would I'm asking the Holy Spirit where to put my hands because I only want to be where he's called me to be in this season, but things are breaking off because I started showing up to this church to like this past Friday. Um, I heard a woman speak at a women's event and I felt the breakthrough, the funky funk broke off because I was showing up. And then two days later, I got a prophetic word. And this is why we're, this is where set apart women came from. It's always been here, but now there's language for it. And it doesn't feel like a bigger addition it feels like it makes sense. Like Candace is here. I see this leadership call. Candace has been discipling and mentoring women. And that's the kind of women you're going to hear from are the women that are living this. And maybe they don't have these massive platforms, but they're, they have the pure hearts. And that's what a set apart woman is. It's not about you and your influence and your platform. It's about your heart before the Lord. And some of your hearts right now are lonely before the Lord. But are you taking it before the Lord? That I, Gosh, I love that you said that. And I think the first response is to it. Um, a lot of times God pulls us away, not to make us lonely, but to say, are you hungry for me? Like, let me feed you. Let me supply you on what you need right now. Come seek me. Yeah. And he even says that, it says, seek his kingdom first. And are you doing that? So if, as you're going through a season of loneliness, what is your response to it? You can sit home, you can cry, which We've, I've done, done that. I've done. My, my, my husband is for Lance. That's a tissue. And you know what? I used to only have my pillow to cry into, and not a husband. Oh. So it's okay to have a pillow to cry into, yeah. ladies. And our poor husband. Single women sometimes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. So you can. 
not saying crime's bad. It's very cathartic. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. But what then? So yes, and I tell, and I'll say I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset. It's not okay to stay there. Yeah. So be sad and be upset and feel what you're feeling, but it's not okay to stay there. Yes. So what are you going to do about it? And God with me, he's like, I'm enough for you. If you will just lean into me and it's hard, but it's that painful. this is what we were talking about yeah. today. Is he enough for you? Like in your loneliness, is he enough? In your, you know, in the depression that's coming at you, is he enough? When your dreams are taken away, when your whole world is shattered, when the whole world is falling apart and you don't recognize a thing, is he enough for you? And some of you are like, wow, I thought I was going to be encouraged. We'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) But it's true. It's like, man, have our families have gone through it. Like Candace, Candace and I have been through it and there's more to go through in this life but it's preparing us for what's coming. Is he really enough? Because being a set apart woman is that God is enough for you. Yeah. He's, he's enough. When he's enough for you, you don't become your, do you know how I fell into depression? I became my Lord. I became an idol and every thought in depression that I had, and it's real and it's hard to hear was because me, they don't like me. I'm not enough. Blah, blah, blah. Of course they're nice to me. I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm nothing. I have no purpose. Well, I mean, all about me. I was the Lord instead of Lord, you're enough. You're faithful. You are. And so, so it's like he became enough. So depression can't come at me anymore because I've learned in the word of God, it says that we're to renew our mind in him, right. To think, to meditate upon scripture day and night, to understand that if I don't dive in this word, then I'm not going, I'm not going to, um, know how to combat the lies. I was making sure we were recording. I got really nervous. We weren't recording. I was like, this could happen. We would do that. No, but, but I think that that's something it's like the enough thing that you're saying. Yeah. It's how many, and you mentioned that in your book. Yeah. And it struck so hard with me because I've been like, I would have answered two years ago. I've been like, of course you're enough, Lord. Of course you're enough. Just don't make me give these up. As long as you supply these things, of course you're enough. As long as this is comfortable. Oh, my kids are okay. I never have to worry about them. Yes, you're enough. As long as I don't have to worry about them. Like they're good, right? Of course you're enough. Of course. No, no. I don't think for the first time in my life, what, 37 years? I love my age. I earned every year. Yes. That's so crazy. I'm, I'm 34. <laughs> so but I'm like, what? I've known her my whole life. You, know, you have known me my whole life. But Yeah. He, I'm like, it took 35 years, 35 years. And then finally, um, I didn't have the verbiage for it until I read your book and you wrote that out. Cause I felt like God was saying, I knew there was something. I'm like, what is that question he's asking me? Cause I kept all my dependence was on so many different things that I was comfortable in. And then I read that and I was like, that's what he's asking me. Am I enough? And he's like, if I, he's like, you've had this dream your whole life. Are you willing to give it up for me? Yeah. Will I be enough? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I will. It's hard. We'll do it. And he's like, okay, so what if you lose your home by enough? And I'm like, mm, yes, Lord, we can live in our car. We're going <laughs> to be a traveling mystery. It's like, okay, which we still have our home, but this is where my mind went. And then he's like, okay, if you lose that car and you're on the road, he's like, will you trust me? Am I enough? And I'm like, yeah, you're enough. It's easy to say until <laughs> yes. it. So here's the thing Ooh. if you're feeling lonely, hear us out. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling opposition, if you're feeling oppression, if you're feeling all of these 
the heaviness that's coming at you. First of all, the joy that you have the ability to experience right now is something you're never going to have to experience in heaven. It's like, I feel like all of the angels are like, whoa, you get to choose God when things aren't going the way you think they should be going. You get to choose God right now and, and worship him, even though you don't see what you thought you thought you should have. Maybe you're having to lay down something that's become an idol, which it's worth it, y'all. My goodness, is it worth it? Um, and, and I feel the, the way to break out of the loneliness, you know, we're saying, is he, is he enough? And then also community, like Jesus sent people out in twos, which mm -hmm. I love. And so much of my loneliness, I felt I was going to have to build alone. So I took a step back from the next America, which is becoming a podcast now for reformation and reformers solutions to issues in America from a Christian perspective, but then also the set apart as now for women, and it's going to be a ministry that builds over time. But I pulled away to see if I even needed to continue with them to find that he was enough to listen to his heart and to go and look at who he's bringing along the way. Like he sent people in twos because he knew it would be too hard alone and we weren't meant to be alone, right? And so for you, I feel that this is the prescription of the season, even prophetically. I have yes. no problem saying that. Yes. And what is it too in Corinthians? I, I, it says we prophesy in part, we know in part. We don't have it. He will never give me all the answers. He's never going to give you all the answers, but together we're stronger. Yeah. Together we can support yeah. each other when the other person falls down and he's going to give you revelations. I wouldn't, totally. I, he'd never talk to me that way. Totally. But he's going to talk to me in a way he would never talk to totally. you. And this is why you have to have you have to have sisters around you. Yeah. You have to have other women around yeah. you. Yeah. And in Proverbs 18, one, I want to find the exact wording in Proverbs. Oh, um, in Proverbs 18, one, it talks about an isolated man or woman. Let's be real ladies or men. If you're choosing to still listen in, I love you guys. Please don't be upset. <laughs> I met a dude that was like, are you genuine? <gasps> I listened to your podcast. And I was like, ah, anyways. Okay. An unfriendly man pursues selfish ends. He defies all sound judgment. Really what this is saying in other translations as well is that an mm. isolated an isolated man or woman pursues selfish desires and defies all sound judgment, all sound oh wisdom. Gosh, so, true. so somebody who's isolating themselves, which we've all been there, you can't even hear sound wisdom. And then you start accusing and criticizing people who are out there doing the oh. do because you're sitting in the window watching like we heard a sermon this week from Jim Hennessy at Trinity Church it was amazing he was talking about David and his wife Michael Michael when David was in the street dancing like she had everything she was like she birthed a king married a king her father was a king like she just had the life she was living her best life right yeah <laughs> but she's sitting in the window embarrassed about what social media is going to post the next day about her husband totally not caring what the world's thinking just worshiping God mm -hmm. down the street so she's sitting in the window with a critical spirit. I've done that. It's so miserable. It's so miserable yeah. to live there. But isolation is what always got me there. So if you're feeling critical towards people, guess what? You get to repent, turn your heart to God, and get out there in the game with other people. And it's going to be uncomfortable right now. It, it's always uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable when you dive in the pool and it's a little cold, but instantly it warms up. So you just yeah. got to get past that That's cold, good. that that cold, like... <gasps> you know, and get in community, get uncomfortable. Like, man, how many times in this past season, my husband and I, I'm like, babe, I, I feel like I forgot like how to be social. Like, I feel like I share weird things. <laughs> I get, I, okay. It's not as all before. It's <laughs> a little awkward. 
right? When your biggest moment of the day is like, how many times you let the dog out? It gets weird. It <laughs> does. Yeah. I love you, honey. Your kids are staying at home. You're like, yeah, we haven't got out of pajamas in like five days. Because why? Why yeah. do you need to? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And then you get around people and it's like, I just processed that out loud with them. <laughs> Would it, protect yes. them. <laughs> you do. You need community. And I want to throw into, I think one of the biggest things we do, we get real unintentionally careless and selfish when we're by ourselves and we don't have anybody to hold us accountable and when we're not serving. I feel like that was my biggest hang up is when I got out and actually found places to serve. Yeah. We, from the time we're little, actually for a emotional health have to have a purpose in life. And that was such a hardship to see that when these lockdowns happen, they literally took away everybody's purpose. And if your relationship is like this with the Lord, you're going to make it through and you're going to make it through even better on the other side. Um, and for me, it was, it was a struggle. It was such a big struggle. And it was, I felt like an identity crisis. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people went through that because he took away everything I had put value in myself everywhere I served. And I had found value, which was worldly stuff was gone. And so then but it felt like it was in the name of Jesus. Oh yeah. I thought, I thought, Oh, look, at look, I'm helping the kingdom. I'm helping all stuff. And it took it away. And I was, he's like, how are you going to serve me now? Yeah. He's like, nobody's going to see you. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Like I'm going to take away all the easy avenues. Yeah. How can you serve me? And I think that's the hope that we have for you women. Like we want to be real. And this is our first, you know, this is season three, the first episode of season three. We're so excited. And we want to dive into all of these really extreme, uncomfortable topics that women don't talk about and address them. And some of you have sent in ideas, but like, but like dying to yourself is a set apart woman. It's not it's like, we aren't going to give you the, what is it? The self-care tips on this podcast. Self-care is dying to yourself because you can't find who you were created to be until you lose this life. And to people that aren't Christians, that sounds so creepy and like dark, but cultish. when you, it does, <laughs> it does. But when you yeah. choose to totally let go of everything and say, God, who are you? And be loved on by God, because we can't love until we've been loved by him. So allow yourself to be loved by him, which is more than enough, by the way. And then you start loving other people the way he leads you to, of course, they're going to do the, um, lawn <laughs> this is gonna be real y'all yeah if y'all can hear it they're doing the i love that you said that because it talks about the greatest commandment and it talks about love the lord god with all your heart and mm -hmm. love your neighbor yourself and if you can't love yourself you can't love your neighbor and people take that as like i'm gonna go get a massage and get my nails mm -hmm. done there's nothing wrong with you going and doing that but that's not self-care that's not loving yourself yeah. so you can love your neighbor loving yourself is is literally like I know who God is and I know who he created me to be. And my life isn't about me. It's about all these, it's about my yeah. neighbor. Like when I can recognize, like I have something to give to this world and not like, I hate this because I feel like Martha, it's like the Texan, like bless your heart. She had <laughs> no the question. gift of hospitality. So I'm sure there were times she used it where it was absolutely beautiful. The problem is she became so wrapped up in her gift of hospitality that when Jesus himself was in the room, she couldn't recognize that her gift wasn't more powerful than just sitting with him. But if we don't know how to, if we can learn to sit with him, then when he shows up in a moment, we can sit with him no matter what busyness is around or what yes. our gift is doing or, or people pulling on us, we can pull away and be like, oh, no, no, I'm going to sit with him because he's here in this moment. Uh, I hope that's not confusing. That makes sense in my head. 
I love how you, I, I do love the way you put that because that was the, oh, that's such a beautiful thing. You could just miss out on Jesus being there because you're so focused on what you think your assignment is. Right. That's the, yeah. that's the goal of this too. It's like, man, dying to myself has been like, I always wanted to have the, like, I want to, I wanted to be the next Ellen in a pure you, way. Right? I remember when you're little, mm -hmm. we used to play game show or yeah. host like, um, good morning, America. That's <laughs> how she broke her arm actually. <laughs> Doing a cartwheel off. She was the one. I didn't missed. break, I didn't break my arm. I thought I did, but I had to go to the doctor and it was fine. I wasn't, I really, I don't know why I'm I was being dramatic. I, I was hurt and we went to the doctor. But yeah, I, you were going to be the next Oprah you're going to have. I mean, you have always known from the time you're little, you'd be in the spotlight, but I saw God change you from the inside out. I've seen you from the time you're little, God changed what he's developed in you from inside out. It's awesome. Thank you. I love you. That's, that's it's the beautiful. Lord. I literally yeah. could have built that. Like, that's what we thought. You had we those little. opportunities. Like, yeah, yeah, there were opportunities that are like, if you want this, come and get it. Mm -hmm. But there's no hard work. There's hard work, but it's compromised the whole way. And losing your life is recognizing if I can live this word and love well, then if it's really meant to happen, it'll happen one day. Yeah. And some of you in your loneliness, and I know this is so direct and deep, some of you in your loneliness feel like, oh, my call is never going to happen. What if it doesn't? But like, what if yeah. you get to experience, like, can you get to a place where it's like, but God, I know you love me and there's a purpose because there is a purpose for your life. If you were alive right now, God created you because he knew on this timeline, in this time frame of life that you had a purpose to bring the harvest in, to bring souls into the kingdom. And you have a creative, unique DNA that nobody else can fulfill. He'll find somebody else to do it. They're not going to do it like you will, but like he needs you and he wants you, but you can't find your identity in what he needs you and wants you for. You have to find your identity in just knowing your daughter. Yes. Or son, if you if you men are still listening. <laughs> you stayed. But yeah, we have a heart for what it looks like to be set apart in this world it's getting a little more obvious I feel like than it used to be <laughs> right you I the line has been drawn in the sand and there's no more blending in there's no more where you can be mistaken we should walk everywhere we walk it is should be like a holy spotlight is on us so we can get hope yeah everything about us should scream hope for what's coming yeah even when nothing looks like it's going to turn out it's so true. He'll always, he's not a liar. He'll always do what he said he's going to do when we submit to his perfect yes. will. And so those are the things we're going to break down, but we want to break off loneliness. We want to pray for you guys and break off loneliness. And then um, we have amazing episodes and amazing guests this season um, to help encourage you. And we want to hear from you, like go follow the set apart women, Instagram account. It's literally just set apart women. And you can find us on YouTube underneath my name, Jamie Lynn Wallnow, and you'll find all the video uploads there. But we, we want to break when we, we want to pray for you guys because we've been there this season. And I just want you to know there's heavy hitters. There's generals in the kingdom of heaven that have experienced this loan. Everything was pulled back and we could really see where we were. So just because you're battling it doesn't mean you're in sin. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean there's something messed up with you. Yes. It just we're here to encourage you to turn your heart completely and fully to God because every day we're visited with the opportunity for destruction or life, death or life in a decision, in a thought that comes your way. And we just want to remind you life, 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 life. Like we're pro-life thought, we're pro-life women yes. in so many ways. And so we want you 
to be filled with encouragement. And so we're going to break it down this season for you. Do you want to pray and with real things? Yeah. yeah, I would actually love to. Get, we want to talk about the stuff that doesn't get talked about that yeah. we had to figure out for ourselves the hard way. Because, totally. And I, because the church body either just, we, we just got to figure out how to share it in a holy way. We want to mm-hmm. honor God. Yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah. I would love to actually, um, I love this prayer. Ooh. Um, oh, Holy Spirit, you're so welcome. Father God, we just want to thank you for your creation. We want to thank you for being so perfect and so faithful. And we want to thank you for making these women who are watching. Lord, you never do anything by mistake. And you know everything you, you do and every person you've created that's ever going to hear this message, I know that you have created with a purpose, that you've written your will down for them, that you've written out a plan. And Father God, I ask right now that you open their hearts, their ears, and their eyes to see where you're moving in their lives. We rebuke the spirit of loneliness and cast it away. In Jesus' name, we just... Oh, Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you just fill them with their purpose, with the peace and joy that comes from the Lord and only the Lord. We rebuke that feeling of helplessness and depression. In Jesus' name, we break depression off right now. Holy Spirit, give them purpose. We ask right now, you give them purpose to see what their will is in the kingdom. We ask right now, Lord, that you start rebuilding their identity in you. Let them know who they are and how you see them. Father, we thank you so much for creating them. We thank you for the work that they're going to do in the kingdom. We thank you for the hearts that they have and the people that they're going to reach. And Lord, we thank you for community. Thank you for revealing to us what community to be part of, whether online, in person, whatever it may be. Would you please show us um, how to fight for community in this season and to have the friends that we've been praying for. God, you have surrounded me with women I trust who are hungry for you, who love you and desire to live holy, set apart lives. And so I thank you for doing the same for the women who are listening and giving them um eyes to see and ears to hear and a mind to understand the courage you put within them to live fully and set apart, even in the most uncomfortable circumstances, um, even in this place. So loneliness, we say bye to you in Jesus name. And we ask Holy Spirit for you to fill everyone who's tuning in and let them see your love in your word, in worship, in thanksgiving, in relationship with you and in friendship in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And I just want to say too, to all of you, like, um, Jesus is faithful. When we're in his presence, he's faithful. And if you dive into his word and ask Holy Spirit to fill you with love and understanding as you read it, to understand him more, he'll do it. He does it every time. I like to do this, literally. God, I like, for those of you (laughs) on the podcast, I like to put my Bible in my head and be like, God, consume me. Consume me with your word. Consume me with your word. And every time he does, and that whole day, I'm like, whoa, like, I still can't get over something I read the other day doing that. Like, I'm like shook by something in Genesis that um, is a whole other story in itself. But anyways, to that. so if you're listening, if you made it this far, we love <laughs> you. We hope that you're excited. Um, 
share this with your girlfriends, but are you ready to get intense, in-depth? We just wanted to kick this off by obliterating loneliness and encouraging you to get in community and to stay like disciplined in the place of prayer, not by law. We grew up in law. Mm-hmm. That would be a really good episode. I'll break that off. <laughs> we grew up in the law, but it's yes. from love. So ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with love for the Father and to dive into his word in relationship with him and just go do it. No, get out there. Yeah. Go. Just get out there. Get uncomfortable. Go. <laughs> okay. So subscribe, leave a written review, all the beautiful things. We're so glad that you tuned in and joined us. And we will see you next week on Set Apart Women. Bye, you guys.